With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You've heard us talk about DraftKings, the leader in daily fantasy sports, and how payday can come every day by entering their contest with huge cash prizes up for grabs. This week is jam-packed with action, ranging from basketball to golf, and DraftKings has plenty of ways for you to have a front-row seat to all of the action. Making a lineup on DraftKings adds excitement to every night and is simple to do. Draft your lineup and feel the sweat like never before. Every moment means more with the DraftKings lineup on the line. It's simple. Each player has a salary associated with drafting them. Assemble a lineup of players while staying under the salary cap and then sit back and watch your points pile up. DraftKings has paid out over $7 billion to users across all sports. DraftKings is the leader in daily fantasy sports, so there is no better place to get in on all of the action. Now that you know how to play, download the DraftKings app and sign up using code THPN. New users will get a free entry with their first deposit. That's code THPN to get a free entry with your first deposit. Only at DraftKings. This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. Hey everyone, welcome to the Bolts broadcast. My name is Mike Mitchelson, Chase Crawshaw joining me as always. Chase, how are you doing on this lovely Tuesday afternoon? Yeah, not too bad, you know. All the snow is pretty much melted, so looking out this window as I tend to talk about, it's a little depressing, but at the same time it's sunny out, it's getting warmer, we're officially into March. Hopefully this March isn't like last March where it felt like six years. Um, But yeah, you know, other than those quick thoughts in my head, just kind of chilling, how are you? I am doing pretty good. I had a really productive day today, actually. So uh, currently, Michigan State University, they have break days. So they ruined our spring break, said, sorry, you don't get a spring break. But you can have two break days, two separate weeks. So Tuesday, Wednesday are break days. So today, had a break, uh, went out grocery shopping, uh, also got some Chick-fil-A. But I got a problem. And it's it's starting to get pretty bad, honestly. I think that this kind of needs to turn into a help meeting for me because I have just been so damn lazy when it comes to making food. I think I've gotten food from Chick-fil-A or McDonald's or a restaurant probably like four or five times in the last week. Mike, I'm going to be honest. My last two years up at school – when I wasn't with the team, when they weren't feeding me, uh, so when I was home, I'm like I wouldn't buy groceries because I'm not gonna buy groceries and then leave for five days. I would eat out at minimum once a day, often twice a day, because I just, I just, it was just a waste of money for me to buy groceries and let them go to waste. So I, I feel you there. It's, it's so hard <laughs> to take stuff out of the freezer because living 
in a single apartment. It's just yourself. You buy, you know, a pack of sausage. There's five sausages. You're not going to eat all five sausages, you know? So you got to take a sausage out of the freezer, put it in the fridge, let it defrost, then cook it, all that. Uh, It's just, it's tough to do this whole cooking thing when I'm not like cooking in bulk, when it's just for myself. Uh, I'm sure some people out there have probably felt the same way. And so I've just been going out and it's, it's not good, but that's okay. Um, cause I, I got a lot of groceries today and hopefully I won't be wasting my money on other food out there, but Chase, good episode on tap today. Uh, first we got to talk about a little bit of, uh, I, I don't want to say breaking news, but there's a lot more conversation going on about Jack Eichel. We talked about it in last Thursday's episode. A lot more going on. Uh, Going to be talking about Vasilevsky doing a little game preview with the Chicago Blackhawks. We mentioned that we'd be looking at that a little bit more. Then we're going to do a development system check-in. And then finally, going to end the show off with a little game, which is, you know, surrounding Jack Eichel. So it's going to be a good show. I'm excited. But Chase, we'll first talk about Jack Eichel. This is just a a, a brief little overview. Um, We're going to be getting into Tampa stuff here really quickly. But a superstar out there, a lot of buzz. He could be moving. Yeah, and, you know, um, maybe he comes to the Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, you know, we're a team that has so much cap space. We could probably just move, you know, a third and a fourth and get him and just slot him right in, you know, into that, that third line center role about where he belongs. So who knows? Maybe we'll see him in Tampa soon. And, and, and no, okay, that, that's obviously not happening. Um, but the, I would be shocked if Jack Eichel is... I don't know. I don't know if I want to say in this season for sure, but by next season, I guarantee you he's not a Buffalo Saber anymore. I'm I'm still hand on my face. I don't know if you guys can hear that, but uh, Chase, come on, dude, come on. You know hey, he's not going to Tampa. I I know. I know that uh, you know we try to look at the positive on our end over here, but uh, let's let's not get any fans' hopes up because that is. Definitely not going to happen. Um, But the nice thing with Jack Eichel, even if it's not a trade within this season, it could be an offseason trade because as of right now, he does not have a no trade clause. He has a no trade clause coming in uh, after the 21-22 season. So that's going to make things a little bit harder for Buffalo and a little bit harder for Eichel. Um, So we could see a trade at the trade deadline. Not really thinking that's going to be the case. It's possible but also a trade during the offseason. And could you imagine if the Seattle Kraken first addition to their team is Jack Eichel? I mean, if someone leaves someone like huge exposed uh, and Seattle ends up, you know, if they don't get, I mean, really in this year's draft, it doesn't matter that much anyway. So they they can give up one of those top picks and someone that they take and get Jack Eichel. I got hell. I, I would be all in for them doing that because, Really, this year, you know, there, there's there's good players, of course. There's going to be some r- really good players in the NHL out of this draft, but there's nobody that's like such a headlining name. Um, there's not really many guys that'll make the NHL day one. Not many guys that'll make it even in, in the you know at, like their first year after being drafted. Um, so, it, you know, it wouldn't be that impossible. Um, they, it'd be a team that'd be in an interesting position. I would love for that to happen. Yeah, absolutely. It would definitely be a a change because. Vegas, they got some good players, and I think Flurry was probably their biggest star uh, in their first year. If Jack Eichel was Seattle's number one star to start their franchise, that would be huge, and it'd be very exciting to 
to see what happens, you know, because I mean, Jack Eichel, he wants to go to a winner. So going to a new franchise, that'd be a little weird. But at the same time, they'd be so cool. Um, But Chase, let's move on to Andre Vasilevsky. Uh, He was named first star of the week. Uh, He's 3-0, two straight shutouts. The guy's playing excellent. Uh, We talked about it in, I think it was Monday's episode when we did a little game review, how he's just been money. McElhinney's even been playing well. Uh, So very nice to see Vasilevsky with that first star. Yeah, you know, he's someone who's obviously supposed to be a favorite for the Vezina every single year. Uh, that's the case right now. He's going to be one of the favorites by the year and if not the favorite, uh, he's been playing lights out. And I mean, really, like it, it's great to see. Hopefully he can continue through the season into the playoffs because uh, I honestly like the skaters on the team, the forwards and defensemen, they're playing well. Of course, they're a talented team, but I, it feels like they are holding back a little bit. I've said this before. I think they're going to wait till the end of the season to really kick it into gear. So if Vasilevsky can stay hot through the end of the season into playoffs when they kick it into gear, it's just going to be an unstoppable train. Well, see, Chase, you said a word there that I actually was wanting to talk about. You said hot, and we always hear it that you want your team to start getting hot towards the last you know month, last couple of weeks before the playoffs. And it looks like Vasilevsky might be hot right now. I don't think that's the case. I just think he's that damn good. And I know you feel the same. Um, But this is something where people are like, okay, he's having a little bit of a hot streak. Maybe he starts to slow down. I don't really see that being the case unless there's some, you know, injuries to the back end where he's got to do a little bit more um, or maybe injuries on the front end where we can't put on as much pressure as we usually do. So I I don't think Vasilevsky is, you know, on a hot streak for, for anyone out there that would possibly say that. I think he's just that damn good. Well, it's definitely a little bit of both. If I had to say he's obviously, you know, a super talented player. Um, A hot streak for Vasilevsky is being an unbeatable, unbeatable goaltender. And that's what happened these last couple of games. Um, even when he falls down from Hot Streak, he'll have a couple games, you know, where he struggles a little bit, but every goalie has that. He has less than every other goalie does. So even when he's not like quite hot, he's still, you know, a, a world beating type goaltender. So I think it's a little bit of both. Um, you know, if, if he goes back down to the norm, he's still going to be the best goalie in the league and still going to be pretty damn unbeatable. Yeah, I don't expect him or the Lightning to slow down anytime soon. Uh, We're recording on Tuesday, so only one game to look back on, Chase. It was against the Dallas Stars, February 27th, and it was a 5-0 win as Vasilevsky put up one of those shutouts we previously mentioned. Yeah, it was a hell of a game. I mean, it was something where just, like, really, we talk about these types of games before, everything just goes right for Tampa. I mean, really, that was the case. Yeah, so it it wasn't, you know, like a very, you know, like high volume shooting game. 21 to 20 were shots in favor of Tampa. It was a game where Tampa, we've talked about it all the time. They just love to execute on those chances that they get. They don't necessarily get just loads of grade A chances. They don't necessarily pepper the net with shots. They just get the grade A chances and actually capitalize on them. And really, that's just what happened tonight or that night. Yeah, and the big storyline for that game was special teams as our Tampa Bay Lightning 100% on the power play and 100% on the penalty kill. That's something you love to see, especially when we give up six power plays to the Dallas Stars. Got to cut that down a little bit, obviously, but to see our special teams performing this well, uh, that's going to make this team completely unbeatable. I mean, we've talked about it last year. We talked about it at the beginning of this year. The special teams is something that 
you know, Tampa isn't necessarily the greatest at there's, there's times where our power plays a little streaky and there's, there's sometimes where we just can't buy a goal on the power play. And then our penalty kill has always been, you know, kind of average, maybe a little bit above average tonight. Both were perfect. Yeah. I mean, obviously you can't expect them to remain perfect the rest of the year, but if they remain efficient, both of them, it just, you, you, you keep talking about it. It's an unbeatable Tampa team. It's the, you know, probably the best roster in the league. I would safely say that it is even with Kucherov out of the lineup. I safely think that. So when the special teams are going, it's just, you know, as an extra factor that really overwhelms teams and, you know, a team like Dallas, who's kind of struggled throughout the year, if they're getting these power play chances and they can't capitalize, there's no chance they're scoring at even strength because they're getting moralized from their PP chances. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Chase, a game against Dallas tonight as of recording. It would have been two days ago if you're listening on release Tuesday. Um, unfortunately, we had to record before the game played. Uh, however, we do have to look forward to the Chicago Blackhawks. First game will be tonight as of release on Thursday. We have another game on Friday and then our final game in the three game series against the Blackhawks coming on Sunday. This Blackhawks team has surprised a lot of people this year, including us. Yeah, and we briefly hit on it in the last show. Uh, they started a, a little bit slow, and then they've just been hot really ever since. Um, it's it's strange what they've done. They're not necessarily like this super skilled team by any means. They've got some good players, of course. You know, they have Patrick Kane, they have Alex DeBrinket, they have uh, Dylan Strome. They don't have you know Kirby Doc this year because of injury. Jonathan Taves missed time. I don't even know if he's back yet, to be honest. Uh, but regardless. Uh, it's not a very like good roster, but they're just getting it done. Kevin Lankinen has been a surprise goalie out of nowhere. He, he's, you know, in that race for the Calder Trophy, probably. He's been one of the better goalies in the league this year. Uh, completely unexpected because when you look, look back on him historically, he was not a special goaltender by any means. He was just, a you know, kind of another guy who was just good enough to kind of keep moving up. But they, they've been rolling 7-3 in the last 10. Uh, you know, they lost a tough game to Detroit a couple of days ago, but then they went back and then just beat the wheels off of them. Uh, it's a team that like, I wouldn't be shocked at this point if they end up a playoff team. Right now, they're fourth place in the division. It's crazy. Yeah, absolutely. And Patrick Kane scored his 400th goal over the last couple of days. I don't remember exactly what night it was. Uh, congratulations to him, though. And currently 34 points through 23 games. That is a giant help for this Blackhawks team. Patrick Kane has always been one of those guys that has been looked upon as a top 10 player, even at times as a top three player next to Crosby and Ovechkin. However, it seems over the past couple of years, he's kind of uh, slowed down or, or maybe he just lost the limelight because the Blackhawks haven't been as good. But we're seeing now as they're having this little bit of a, of a resurgence, they're looking good this year. Patrick Kane is at the top and he looks as good as he ever has. Yeah, I mean, he's looking like one of the best American players, if not the best American player to ever do it, to be honest. Uh, he should be on pace to break Mike McDonald's goal record for American born players. Uh, he, he's he, he's just a special hockey player. There's there's really no other way to say it. The things that he's been doing has been really impressive. He's been dominating the league for a long time. And I do got to agree that, you know, he was not looked at as his top player anymore. I mean, he's still looking as a top player, but, not, you know, not in the top three or five range anymore. Just because Chicago was starting to kind of slip down a little bit. He still is always the same player that he was. That never went away, and we're seeing it this year. Yeah, absolutely. And Chase, he said top American player. I know we talked about this 
uh, off the show, but I did want to bring that up just real quickly. John Buchagross put out a top 20 American players uh, in the NHL of all time type of thing. I wanted to go over the top five, get your live reaction on here, because I know you were a little bit indifferent when I told you the first time. Uh, this was released in February 17th. So, oh my gosh, February 17th of 2020. <laughs> I didn't know it was this old, but uh, yeah, so he basically put out and said, Patrick Kane's number one, which you just mentioned, Austin Matthews, number two, Mike Madano, three, Pat LaFontaine, four, and Jack Eichel, five, having three players that are currently playing in the top five. What are your thoughts on that? Eichel and Matthews have not proved enough for a long enough time to be in that list, to be in that range. It's, it's just, that's just the case, honestly. They're great players. They're going to end up there. Austin Matthews will probably become the best American player of all time. Like, I'll I'll declare that right now. Uh, he's not there yet, but he's showing all the signs that he's going to be. He's going to shatter the goal record. Whenever Patrick Kane beats it, Matthews is going to beat it by an extra 200. I, I guarantee you that. But they're just not there yet. I mean, to not have a guy like Chris Chelios in the top five of American-born players for me is just a little crazy. I it's just it's it's not it's not a good list honestly I I, I love Bucci I love what he does for ESPN trying to get hockey there as much as possible but you can't just proclaim that these young players are already these top five players of all time and if you want to say true talent sure that's fine but they haven't you know done enough yet yeah I feel that for sure and maybe the Farmington Hills boy Alex DeBrinkett could crack the top 20 when his career is all said and done. Uh, he's been a very good player for this Blackhawks team as well. But, Chase, let's continue with the Blackhawks. Got a little off topic there. Uh, just something you said made me you know, want to go to that spot. But the Blackhawks, they've surprised a lot of us. However, they're going against a juggernaut. They're going against the reigning Stanley Cup champs, the Tampa Bay Lightning, our Tampa Bay Lightning. We've got a back-to-back and then another game on Sunday. What are your predictions? I look really forward to these games. I, I really want to see what this Tampa team or like this Chicago team, I should say, can do against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, I, I'm definitely going to be tuning in big time for these games this week. If I had a guess, I'd say it's probably a two to one split. It's hard to predict three zero. Um, it very well could happen. I mean, we've done that before in the past. We're currently riding a four game winning streak as of us recording this. So it, it's obviously doable. But it's a little bit safer, you know, with three games in four days, that one team um, can't just dominate all three games. So I'd say a 2-1. Yeah, I got to agree. And I'm going to give our loss to whichever game McElhinney plays uh, in that back-to-back. McElhinney's been good this year. He's been a good backup this year for us. But he's not Vasilevsky. And when you're going against the firepower of Patrick Kane, Alex Dabrinkit, it's going to be tough to, you know, stop him every single night. So... Uh, in a back-to-back, whichever game McElhinney gets, I'm not sure if he's going to get the first or the second. I think uh, I think that's where we're going to drop our one and only game in this three-game series. So we'll have to wait and find out. Everyone, hope you're excited for that series. Uh, again, Thursday is the first game, Friday the second game, and Sunday will be the third game of this series. But we're going to go to a quick commercial break. After our commercial break, we're going to be doing a quick check-in on the developmental system and then going to be playing a game with Jack Eichel. Calling all Jets fans and foodies. What's going on, guys? I'm Brandon Rewicki, the host of Skates and Plates on the Hockey Podcast Network. Look, if you love Jets hockey, this is the place for you. 
in-depth breakdowns from every game, a deep dive into the big plays and moments from Winnipeg's season, and all the Jets talk you will not find anywhere else. We got it for you on Skates and Plates. Plus, if you love carbs and everything tasty, we jump into the world of food as well. Once a week, we also speak with a member of the local culinary scene to highlight their great stories and the great food they put out. So there it is. Hockey, Jets, food, drink, everything good in life. It's right here on Skates and Plates on the Hockey Podcast Network. All right, and we are back. Um, I just remembered during the break that I wanted to bring something up to Chase and I totally forgot to in the beginning of the episode, so we'll just do it now. Um, out on the Bolts broadcast Twitter, uh, there's a tweet out there that's, as a Green Day fan, this hurts me. I uh, just wanted to state, you know, that's Chase. Chase is the Green Day fan. I might get hate for this, but, you know, pretty average. You're, you're, you're a piece of shit. That's what you are, Mike. That's all you are is a living piece of shit. Hey, I just like music that's hey, a little more hey, vibey. Hey, 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 shut what's up. up. What's up? How you doing? Don't bully me. I'm already triggered enough as it is seeing that tweet. A 21 year old asking you know the vintage <laughs> band Green Day. Are you are you fucking kidding me? I'm 22 years old. You say someone one year younger than me is calling them a vintage band. I, I want to find that kid and just beat the wheels off of them. I mean, they are kind of vintage, wasn't it? Like shut the. 19 f- they released now like three years ago. Okay, wait. Are they the one with the Dookie album? Just move on to the next fucking time. I'm, I'm done with you. I'm just I'm just done with you. <laughs> oh my gosh! But yeah, I mean, I like a little more, you know, vibey, you know, Lumineers, I, a little country no, like, music. That, that's fine. You know, I like that music too. But you're, you're like, you like Green Day songs. You, you know, you do. But yeah, really? I, I don't. You're gonna tell me that you you don't enjoy Basket Case or Holiday Boulevard, Broken Dreams, Wake Me Up with Some Timberlands, any of those songs at all? Oh, uh, Boulevard, Broken Dreams is good. And then you said another one. Holiday, wake me up when September ends. Basket wake case. Wake me up when September ends. The other two I don't recognize by name. If I played Basket Case, you would know the song right off the rip, and you would like it. Okay, that was maybe. our like first breakout song. Gotcha. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm not a hater at Green Day or anything. Like, if they're on, like, whatever, I'll vibe to it. Uh, I'll vibe to really any music that's on, um, except for maybe like some death metal. I, I feel like it's kind of hard to vibe to that. No, that's a big time vibe. What are you, what are you talking about? <laughs> or like Haley, how she likes her. What is it? Um, Trap like, Christmas music. Yeah. Like what, like what? What the hell is that? I didn't know that existed until this year. <laughs> like who would rather listen to Trap Christmas music than regular? I don't know. Whatever. We're off topic. Chase, let's get into a developmental system check in. Um We've got uh, a couple names here, but Chase, before we talk about the two that you have listed first, I think we need to talk about friend of the podcast, Jack Thompson. Yeah, 100%. I, I'm all in for talking about Jack. Uh, as you guys remember, we had him as a, as a guest. That was back in December still. Hopefully we can get him on here again soon. Uh, we're, you know, we're kind of waiting till we hear what's going on with the OHL, then maybe we'll get him back on. Maybe we'll get Cardsy back on too. And we still want to get Cardsy's co-host, Michael, on too. Uh, and, and see, you know, just do maybe a little collab type show. But regardless, moving on to Jack Thompson, um, there, there's been some rumblings that the OHL season is going to be, you know, getting kicked off here pretty soon. Uh, players are trying to be recalled. Who knows if that's actually true or not? It's just a rumor. But Jack's been playing in the Swedish Hockey 10 League, which is their third level league with Cardsy as well. Uh, he's got nine goals, eight assists and 17 points through 15 games as a defenseman. Uh, it's low level pro, but it's still impressive nonetheless. 
you know, he's a third round pick of ours and he's having a great season over there. I look so forward to seeing him in the O this year. Yeah, for sure. Jack Thompson doing great. And I got to imagine, obviously, I've never gone over to Sweden to play pro hockey, uh, even if it is, at, you know, a different level. But I got to imagine that's probably a little bit tough. You know, I mean, just moving an hour and a half away from home. It's kind of hard to get used to buying my own groceries and cooking my own food and doing all this kind of stuff. So moving across to a different country, across the ocean, it's got to be a little tough. And for him to continue to produce, that's pretty incredible. No, I, I mean, I got to agree. It is. It's it's, you know, it's a brand new environment to them. You know, he's played hockey his whole life in North America. I mean, I'm sure they've traveled for tournaments and stuff before, but like it, it, it's just a whole new environment for him. And I, I don't I don't want to forget this either. Um, I want to talk about a little how many games was that? It was five game stretch he had. Yeah, in a five game stretch he had two points, two points, a point, two points, and three points. So that's two, four, six. That's ten points in that five games. So he was you know he was going on a little bit of a hot streak, just killing it. Um, you know he, I don't have the ice time totals, but I, I got to imagine that he's getting some good ice time over there, which is just great exposure playing against men. Um, regardless of the talent level, whether it's not the first league or second league, it's still a great thing. So there's a lot to look forward to with Jack Thompson going in the future. So what you're saying is my guy basically went on a Connor McDavid like stretch. Yep. Yep. Same players. Same exact player. So Jack Thompson officially via the Bolts broadcast officially the Connor McDavid, a defenseman, get ready. Uh, but Chase, let's now talk about Samuel Walker, the captain. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. This just, reminds me. Remember old time bacon country, Andre Padan, the defensive yes. dad, dude. I just, I just saw an Andre Padan 101 overall hot card from like NHL 13 or whatever it was. Oh, that, that's just so great. That's so great. So ironic that you bring that. He was the Datsuka defenseman, right? Yeah. Yeah. What a legend. What, what an absolute legend. <laughs> what a legend. All right, Chase. Well, let's talk about Samuel Walker, captain of University of Minnesota. Uh, just one point off a point per game right now. Looking good. Yeah, he's having a great season. Uh, he's someone we highlighted before um, in, you know, in previous episodes, mostly last year, as we like him as a future NHLer, uh, you know, which is great for a seventh-round pick in 2017. Uh, in his third season playing college hockey for University of Minnesota, he had 12 goals, 11 assists, 23 points through 24 games, second year being captain of the University of Minnesota. And he, he's been a really great player in his NCAA career so far. I mean, he's at about 0.81 points per game. He's got 79 total points through 98 games, which is a, you know a pretty impressive mark. He's re- he's really just developing into this you know true score. He's someone he's going to play a middle six role for us hopefully soon. Um, I, I I would imagine he stays for one more year though. He finishes out his college degree and then we get him following next season. Yeah, and I can't understate the value of what being a captain on a college team is because that is a big deal. And I just talked to Danton Cole, the coach of Michigan State University, and he told me about how big of a deal it is to be the captain of the Spartans and, you know, being the captain of Minnesota, the Golden Golfers. That's something huge. So uh, it's great to see out of him. That's just going to bring in another level of leadership, another level of personality into the locker room that we just love to see. Oh, 100 percent. You know, if he's someone who can develop a role with Tampa Lightning and maybe become a leader down the road for the team and maybe wears a letter, like that is one hell of a seventh round pick. Absolutely. But Chase, let's now talk about Maxim Kajakovic. 
Maxim Kachkovic, everyone, I think, kind of remembers the story that we talked about it. He uh, got sent home from World Junior Camp for some kind of character issues, really, I guess, with the team. Uh, he, he, hopefully, that's something that he kind of grows out of uh, as he continues to get older and develop. He just he kind of becomes more of a team player, more of a uh, you know team guy because he's got the talent to do it. Uh, playing in the Ice Hockey League, which is an Austrian pro league, through 27 games, two goals, 15 assists, 17 points. You know, he, he's got the talent to be a legitimate NHL player one day. Um, I, I imagine it's still going to be a couple years away if he does it. Um, and maybe if he doesn't grow out of the character issues, he never will. But we just got to wait and see. Yeah, absolutely. And this is a guy that is a very strong player, a, a very good shot. So I I hope to see him over here sometime soon and hope that he can slot into that top six role or uh, middle six role. Um, but yeah, the, the character issues is a little something that there is some concern for. I mean, we went from Samuel Walker talking how great char- characteristics that he has being the captain of Minnesota. And then we come over here and uh, it's the opposite. However, hopefully our team, our front office can whip this kid into shape and he can become a really good pro for us. Absolutely. All right, Chase, Eamon Powell next. Yeah, Eamon Powell was a kid I talked about. You know, I, I really liked him when we drafted him. He's someone I had a little bit higher than where he went drafted. Uh, he's having a, a pretty solid season at Boston College this year. You know, his first year there, uh, two goals, 10 assists, and 12 points through 20 games. He's played a pretty decent role with BC. You know, that, that role is just going to continue to grow as he's there. He's probably someone who's going to take three, four years in college. But he's got, you know, real potential to be a just true two-way defenseman. Uh, you know, he's a smaller guy at 5'11", 170, but he's not afraid. You know, he'll get aggressive. He'll go into corners. He'll he'll take the body. And he's got the offensive ability to match, too. Yeah, I think it's great to see an 18-year-old playing at the highest level in America, B.C., um, and he's just performing so well. So that's great to see a, a guy that hasn't taken a step down coming into a new environment against bigger, better players. Uh, he just continued his pace that he was on before. So it's great to see him performing well. Uh, Going to be excited to see what he can do in the near future. Again, 18 years old. Uh, we think he's got a little bit of time to go before he sees any time with the lightning or the crunch, but one to keep an eye on. Chase, let's now talk about Jack Finley. Yeah, so Jack Finley, he was our first selection of the draft and being a second-round pick. Uh, He's played two games with Syracuse so far, you know, no goals. Uh, I haven't watched any Syracuse games, haven't really seen what he's doing, but yeah, no goals, no points. Uh, He's just, you know, finally getting that action. He's a big dude at 6'5", 207, but he's got, you know, good offensive skills, and he's a good two-way guy as well. I would imagine if the WHL actually picks up their play like they're planning, he'll, you know, he'll be back there. I still don't know exactly how that all works this year because um, there's a lot of guys who are supposed to be junior eligible who are in the American League. I got to imagine that when those leagues start, they got to go back. But if not, um, I think he's got to go back regardless. Yeah, and it's kind of a bummer that we haven't really seen him play that much, especially being our top selection in the most recent draft. However, we do expect him to you know, perform pretty well. Obviously, a couple years out for our Tampa Bay Lightning, but we had to bring him up, obviously, being the first selection. Even if he's not doing much currently, you guys wanted to know about him. Like, who wouldn't want to know about the top selection? So, um, not much. We'll have to uh, come back once he gets playing in the WHL. But, Chase, Gage, 
Goncalves. Sorry. There you go. Gage Goncalves, yeah. Uh, So he's also playing in Syracuse. He's only got a game under his belt, but he got an assist in that game. Um, You know, that was just the other day that he played. So hopefully he gets more time. Uh, He's someone who's I I really got to keep an eye on. You know, like I knew about him coming out of the WHL, but I didn't know like a ton about him either. So he's still a player that I'm learning a lot more about. Um, he had a good season in the dub. Hopefully he can go back and really help lead Everett, you know, maybe go for a playoff push. You know, he'll be one of their top players, if not their top player. If if the WHL starts back, he's for sure like Jack Finley going back. Yeah, another second round pick from our Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, a little bit older, so I would expect his development to be a little bit further on than Finley, but uh, definitely a guy to keep on, keep an eye on as he you know picks up some more playtime here. But last but not least, Hugo on the felt, uh, a guy that we expected to see a little bit more out of in the juniors, but uh, you know he he's been decent. Yeah, you know, he shared the net with Walt with Walsh in the World Juniors, and even when he played, he, you know, he still played solid. Um, it wasn't, like, phenomenal, but he played solid. Regardless, he's been playing in the Swedish League, uh, you know, just over three goals against and a 906 save. For someone his age, you know, that, that's a promising sign. It's someone that you can hope to continue to develop as you, you know, get older, you get a little more technical. Uh, he's going to be pretty much in Sweden until we're forced to sign him, which is going to be two more seasons after this. So just it just wait and see on who will NFL. He's definitely got the talent to become a goalie one day, an NHL goalie one day, excuse me. Uh, but I mean, with Vasilevsky there, he's not taking over the starting job anytime soon. Absolutely. So a couple of guys to keep an eye out for uh, as we continue to go forward. More games are played. Uh, we'll be coming back talking about some of these guys that we couldn't really talk that much on because they just had limited playtime. But Chase will now move into our last segment. We've got a game surrounding Jack Eichel. Basically how the game's going to work. I'm going to give you a team. You're going to have to look at their cap situation, look at the players they have on their team, um, you know, address everything within that team, and would Jack Eichel be a good fit for that team? What would they have to trade? Uh, do they have the cap for it? All that kind of stuff. So I've got 10 teams written down for you. You're the GM. What are we thinking? Jack Eichel is on the move to the Boston Bruins, yes or no? I'm going to say that's a freaking hard no because what they'd have to give up in that trade, it's just not worth it. You, It's got to be at least Pasternak, at, at least Charlie McAvoy, plus uh, it, that's just not worth it for a team like Buffalo or Boston, excuse me. Uh, Boston, you know, they, they are they're in a spot where they can still win this year and they're going to have to give up possibly two or three pieces to get Jack Eichel. It's not worth taking that many from the roster. All right. Sounds good. I, I did see a lot of Bruins fans talking about that. I mean, they're delusional, though. They were talking about getting Crosby and now they're talking about getting Jack Eichel. Like, what's next? They're getting McDavid? Maybe. So, Chase, Eichel's on the move. He's going to the Rangers. Yes or no? So far, this is probably my favorite landing spot. Um, You know, there, there's some salary stuff to work out. And, you know, right now the Rangers are projected just, you know, over two or so cap space like 2 million uh, that is so that, you know, there'd have to be a big contract or two moving on the way. Maybe a guy like Mika Zabinijad gets traded in that trade. Um, he, he's someone who he's been struggling this year. So maybe a change of scenery will help. And Jack Eichel clearly wants out of Buffalo. So Mika plus something else could happen. Um, if, if New York would have to give up a player like Lafreniere or Capococco or Keandre Miller or Adam Fox, it's, it's just not worth it for them though. But I, regardless of all that, I would, I feel like the Rangers are just the most, like likely scenario, I guess. 
Really? So you wouldn't give up as a Benajad and uh, Keandre Miller for an Eichel? I mean, they'd probably have to no. throw in some picks there. Interesting. I would not. Because Keandre Miller is like legit. He's not legit like number one offenseman, I would say, but he's going to be a legit top air D man. And you got these young pieces. It's not really worth giving up these young pieces just to add a Jack Eichel because they're not in like a ready to win now spot. So if you can just like really build up that defensive core, once Nils Dunquist comes over, it's going to be even better. Uh, you know, it, it's just it's just really not like worth it because I think they can win next year with a similar roster to what they have right now. Well, see, that's why I'd argue that they should get Eichel if they're not ready to win right now because Mika Zabinajad, he's only getting older. He's, what, 29 now? 28, 29, where Eichel's 24, 25? Well, like, trading, like, trading Zabinajad is fine, but it's it's not like... Keandre Miller is a lot more than a throw-in. Adam Fox is a lot more than a throw-in. Kako and Lafreniere are a lot more than a throw-in. A throw-in would be like a Brett Howden type player or uh, maybe a Filipino even. And, or you, you throw in a high draft pick. Uh, something like that, sure, that, that's fine, and I can see that happening. But to throw in one of those guys, no. I don't think Mika Zabinajad and a throw-in would be worth Jack Eichel on Buffalo's end. So, well, but it's, it's not worth it for the Rangers to give up Keandre Miller because Keandre Miller and Mika Zabinajad, I'd rather have that value of players than Jack Eichel easily. All right. Now we move on from your favorite situation to my favorite situation, the Nashville Predators. This would be an interesting option. Uh, I, I could see something like this happening. Um, it w- wouldn't be like my, my favorite to happen, but it, it could happen. I just I wonder what they'd have to give up. I'd imagine you'd see a guy like like Eli Tolvanen and Dante Faber when they're at least uh, with some other, you know, maybe roster players, draft picks. But it, it's going to take a lot from a team like Nashville because they're not giving up um, like they, they don't have just like the right like big piece player to give up. That can just be like a main chunk of the value, you know. Alrighty, and and forewarning any Lightning fans listening, uh, they're not in this list. We talked about it like for 20 seconds in the beginning of the show. It's not happening. Sorry. Uh, next up, Chase. He goes back to where Taylor Hall came from, New Jersey. Oh God, that'd be gross. Um, I, 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 I don't think that's very likely, just because I don't know what New Jersey could give up, really. Uh, they'd have to give up Jack Hughes or Nico Hishier. And like, yeah, you know, like that, that would be an improvement uh, depending on what you give up for, for sure. But is, is it really worth it? Because they might have to give up, you know, another prospect that's worth a decent chunk or a high draft pick for a team that like I think they need a couple of years before they're really ready. So is it really worth just, you know, keeping Jack Eichel and then being bad for a couple of years and losing a high prospect or a high pick? I don't know. You know how crazy a captain for captain trade would be? Yeah, that, that that would be something. I mean, we saw it for the first time ever between our Tampa Bay Lightning and the New York Rangers. What was that, 2013 or something like that? Whatever, whatever the hell year it was. Yeah. Um, so it, it, it it's very rare, obviously. So that would be cool, cool to see. Definitely would be interesting. All right, Chase, let's now talk about the Vegas Golden Knights. You always talked about how they just needed that one top defenseman. At the same time, they haven't really seemed to find that number one bona fide center. Could they find it with Jack Eichel? I mean, if they got Jack Eichel, then yeah, for sure. Um, I wonder what they'd have to give up in a trade like that, though. Um, I, I would say Cody Glass would be for sure on the move. Uh, probably a couple draft picks. And I, I don't know, on the back, maybe like a Zach Whitecloud or something with that, too. I, you know, something like that, I, I wouldn't say would be too impossible. Um, that would have to be an offseason trade because Vegas just flat out does not have the cap for it. So they'd have to have the extra cap in the offseason uh, and then, you know, maneuver from there, maybe buy a player or two out. But it wouldn't be that like far fetched, really. 
All right. Well, at least we have a maybe on that end because there's been a lot of no's so far. Uh, the next one up, we will go with the Calgary Flames. There's a lot of talk about movement within Calgary. Maybe Monaghan and Gaudreau on their way out. People talking about Eichel coming in. There, there's just been a lot of talk, and I'm just wondering, do the Flames, ju- Flames fans, do they just hate their players or something? I got to say, there's pretty much no, uh, no, there is no realistic trade that that happens where they trade Monaghan and Gaudreau and they end up happy and end up winners. Like if they can't, if they give up both those guys and just bring in Eichel, like it's just still making their team worse because they're losing two premium players and getting sure one more than premium player. But the team is so just like lacking as it is. It's, it's a roster that is just in a terrible spot really is what it comes down to. They got to figure out some sort of rebuild. Uh, I I wouldn't be like against them trading away like a Sean Monahan or Johnny Gaudreau like, at the deadline, but they need to recoup picks. Taking on Jack Eichel just would not be the move. All right, next up, the Montreal Canadiens. Dude, uh, if, if they can find the money, they, then go for it. I mean, if that'd be like a, you know, a Casper Kotniemi, um on, on defense, maybe throw in a uh, what's what's his face, a Kale Fleury, maybe. Uh, you know, a first round pick in there too. Sure, sure. Something like that. Yeah, that could happen as long as they got the cap. Uh, Cause carry prices, Shea Weber, those two guys eat up a big chunk of salary. What about doing like uh Cole Caulfield and Romanov, like get all my favorite players on Montreal out of Montreal. Cause I don't like Montreal. You'd rather than go to Buffalo, the armpit yes, of USA, yes, the, yes, the wasteland yes, of the NHL. Easily. Yes, uh, have, heavily disagree. At least they can build something in Montreal. Buffalo, they've never been able to build anything. I mean, they built no. something for a little bit, but it's been well, 20 years. I'm going to I'm gonna text Terry Pagula real quick and tell him to bring back their early 2000s, late 90s jerseys, the red and black with the Buffalo. Once they get those jerseys back, how are they not winning every Stanley Cup? Tell if me. You ha- if you have the Pagula's number and you've not given them to me yet, so I reach out for a job, you're an asshole. I mean, maybe I do, maybe I don't. <laughs> let's talk about the columbus blue jackets would they be able to bring in jack eichel you know that's a that's a maybe uh there's someone like they don't really have you know that true just star player right now they trade away peel dubois so you know they were always looking for that number one center they finally got him and they got rid of him uh rossovic's been playing great i don't know if he's ever like a real number one center though like for a long term so if, if they could bring in Jack Eichel, sheesh, I don't know what they'd have to give up because it's not a very deep prospect pool either. Um, I would imagine uh, it, it would be like, you know, a guy like Liam Foodie would be the main prospect, but then you got to give up a roster player and a draft pick at least too. Uh, it It's possible. It's definitely possible. I just, man, I don't know. that that That's interesting. I'd have to do like more looking into that one to see what kind of trade I think would work. I, I think it'd be another bad case, though, because Jack Eichel under Tortorella, I'm not sure how that would work. Uh, we've already seen Tortorella and Dubois, you know, not work out too well. We saw some um, conflict between him and Line A. However, it seems like they've, you know, figured some stuff out as Line A has been pretty solid. But, uh, yeah, I'm not sure how Eichel and Torts would do. That's fair. That's fair. All right, Jace. The next up, uh, these next two teams. I'm gonna be honest. I those were my top eight teams that I was thinking about. These next two, I was just kind of trying to find two more to reach number ten. So um, they might be a little bit weirder situations, but you no, know, whatever. Anaheim Ducks. No, I, that, that that's just no. I, I I'm I'm just saying no because I just I just don't want that to happen. That just I don't know. I, I don't like that. That that just doesn't sound good. Um, I don't know what they give up. That's like 
I think you have to give up Trevor Zagros in that trade. And yeah. I'd rather just hold on Trevor Zagros to see what he can do because, like, holy hell, has he become a true breakout player from the 2019 draft already. Yeah, I was thinking how sick would it be to see Eichel and Zagros on the same team. But, yeah, I mean, to get Eichel, they would have to get rid of Zagros, I think. so. Yeah, so I, I, I'd have to go with the pass on that one. All right, and then last but not least, could we see a Jack Eichel, Matt Barzal teammate situation? No, Barzal would probably have to go the other way, but let's talk about the Islanders. Yeah, if, if Jack Eichel and Matt Barzal are playing on the same team, it'll be on a team that is not the New York Islanders or the Buffalo Sabres. It'll be both those. It'll be Barzal walking in free agency to wherever the hell Jack Eichel gets traded to. Uh, Jack Eichel will not get traded to the Islanders. They don't play that type of game. Barry Trotz, I don't think he's going anywhere anytime soon. So bringing in Jack Eichel would be just a literal waste of assets because he would have his offensive ability capped, and he's not like someone you're throwing out there to, to kill penalties and block shots. So, and we're, we're seeing it with Barzal. Barzal's trapped there. Why trap another superstar? Yeah, exactly. So that is it for the 10 teams I had written down for. Could Jack Eichel possibly be going there? Could there be a trade happening? Uh, Chase, I think you said... Two out of the ten were possible. Um, I think yeah, you said th- Montreal if they three. find a cap. Three? Okay. Because I, I, I said the Rangers. I said maybe Nashville and then Montreal. And then I said I had to look at Columbus too. Yeah, I mean, the Rangers was kind of a no because you said it'd be, have to be Mika Zabinajad and then some scraps. I, I literally said the Rangers are the most likely option. It's not Mika Zabinajad and scraps, but Brett Howden's not a complete scrap. Phil Pedal's not a complete scrap, but Keandre Miller is like a three, four tiers above those guys easily. He's someone who's like just a hard player to trade because he's still, you know, he's just proving it, but he's got a lot of value because he's showing that he can legitimately score in this league and play well defensively too. My, my problem is I don't think that's likely for Buffalo's end. Like why would they age up their number one center and skill down their number one center just for Brett Howden? And maybe it wouldn't be just for, it, it wouldn't be just for, it'd be making the manager Brett Howden, First round pick this year, and then probably two, maybe three second, third round picks. Yeah, if I'm Buffalo, I'm okay. I'm going to pass on that. I think it was Buffalo. Yeah, well, that's because you're a Buffalo hater. All right, well, that's going to be it for the uh, the main segments of the show. We're going to move on to hockey name of the day before we end her off. Uh, this one we've got, ooh, is that Raymond or is that Ramon? All right, let's go with Raymond Nellwolf. Why would you go Raymond? Because it's, it's Ramon. It's Everybody R- Ramon. Ramon Nelvolf. Is, is that the Michael. show everyone loves Raymond? Yes, that is the show. Everyone loves Raymond. R-A-Y-M-O-N-D. Raymond? Okay. It's Raymond. It's not Ramon. It's, it's Ramon from Switzerland with Italian descent playing in the second level Swiss League. Has 33 points through 43 games. He's a 22-year-old forward, a 5 foot 161. Decent little player. You know, maybe he finds his way back up to the top Swiss League in here in a year or two. Uh, won't see him in the NHL. Maybe we'll see him internationally for Switzerland. But yeah, Ramon Nelwolf is someone that is, you know, maybe keeping on. Stop saying Nelwolf. Nelwolf. Hope that was pleasant on the ears. Yeah, you, you probably just... Hurt a lot of our listeners. I'm just gonna I'm gonna try to edit that so it's not as painful <laughs> for everyone. So whatever. If it's still painful, blame Chase. Don't blame Mike. But uh, yeah, okay. Cool name. Nice job, Raymond. Um, we'll move on. <laughs> we'll move on to the outro here, Chase. 
All right. We want to thank you guys as always for listening. If you like to support us on Patreon, we'd really appreciate it. It's not just us. It'd be the whole network. Uh, definitely not necessary, though. If you want to follow us on Twitter at Bulge Broadcast, that is at Bulge Broadcast. You can follow the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. That's at HockeyPodNet. And while you're at it, you can follow WNP on Twitter at WNP Sports Pod. That's WNP Sports Pod. Uh, Bulge Broadcast, you can get your Tampa Bay and hockey content. At the Hockey Podcast Network, you can get your hockey content for the whole NHL and really even outside of the NHL now Now that we're expanding to you know college hockey, European hockey, or we're, we're covering it all. So, yeah, I mean, you, you got to make sure to follow if you're not. And then you can check us out at WNP if you want football talk. We're getting ready to do a little QB and free agency talk coming up here just after we're done recording this. So you don't want to miss that episode. But don't forget to check out the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. Find all the podcasts in the network right there. Boom. Click the logo. Listen. Easy peasy. Lemon squeezy. Wherever you're listening, rate us five stars. Send us your questions, comments, concerns. But whatever you do, do not forget to use code THPN at DraftKings. Absolutely. And Chase, who has, what is it, a major in sports management and has, you know, been on some scouting trips and stuff. He's a sneak peek, not going to announce anything yet, but he might be doing a little something on YouTube with prospects. So, Chase, once you uh, drop that first episode, we can uh, talk about it a little bit here and, uh, you know, send everyone over to the new channel. Absolutely. Sounds good. All right, well, that's it for the episode, guys. I want to thank you so much for coming out, and we'll talk to you next time.